Hello and welcome to the DFS Coach Talk Podcast. Today is Saturday, March 21st, and I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined on the weekend, as usual, by the band, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. NBA DFS, Mike Apatria. How are you, Michael? I'm doing well, uh, you know, just as well as I, I'm sure most of the country can do right now, with, given the circumstances, but I'm, I'm cooped up, uh, loaded up on coffee. I got all my neighbors home, uh, and it's like a, a nice, loud neighborhood day, so I'm, I'm living the dream out here, Coach. Yeah, it's it's a, an interesting world right now, one we thought uh, we would never see, certainly one I've never seen in my lifetime, so uh, very interesting, but... Again, all we can do is persevere and uh, all do our part to try to uh, not allow this to spread any further. And, you know, I, I keep trying to tell everybody and tweet out there that, you know, listen to the guidelines, follow them. You know, everybody's uh, in our world, including myself, we're all going nuts because we don't have sports. Well, the soonest we can get sports back is the soonest we can get this uh really you know knocked out so the best way to do that is just isolate and hunker down and and uh, ride it out that's really all there is to it absolutely i know i'll, I'll be playing plenty of xbox during this little break uh getting some work home from done uh home did i say that right work no home? yeah work <laughs> from home there we there go. There you go. Done. There. <laughs> if I can formulate a sentence. And uh, yeah, I got. I got. I'm gonna even keep myself occupied. I know that I got basketball cards. I, I'm sure I'll be able to at least occupy three days, and then after that, uh, you'll probably see some crazy tweets getting formed and thrown out there. So we'll see how I uh, how I do. But uh, I do wish the best for everybody else. And if there's anything that we can do on our end to make your day a little bit better, please just reach out and let us know. Um, you know, sometimes just chatting some hoops might be it. So just let me know. I'm always here, guys. That, that is awesome. And, you know, we're really trying to, as you know, you know, our team at DFS Coach Talk decided that rather than waste this time, uh, you know, we've always wanted extra time to try to squeeze in to talk about strategy and all kinds of different things that we're utilizing. And, uh, you know, we wanted to take this time to grow on that as opposed to, uh, you know, a lot of folks just aren't doing any pods or doing anything with DFS right now. Some of the bigger boys are, are doing like the simulation and the League of Legends stuff and all of that. Uh, to me, that's just all noise. I, I want to use this time, uh, you know, as a, a DFS coach talk community to, sharpen our skills and get ready for when sports do come back because as everybody knows you know based on the way it's looking by the time it comes back we may get in just an influx of sports like you know from zero to a hundred immediately because uh, I would assume they're going to try to finish the NHL type of season or playoffs and we know they're going to do something with the NBA and uh, certainly baseball will, will get right into gear and football will be starting. So we're going to go from, you know, no sports to probably everything at the same time, uh, which, you know, the best thing we can do is prepare here. And at DFS Coach Talk, we offer NBA, NFL and MLB. So we don't you know, we want to be the best 
at those three sports and really, really focus on, you know, all the reasons why we're, we're the best. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully everybody had a chance to listen to the podcast yesterday. Andrew and I were able to really dig in and go over sort of the, the DFS coach talk process, how we come to you know, get to where we are with our lineups by uh, lock time each day. And uh, definitely a great tool, you know, to help get everybody on the same page. And then today, Mike and I are going to talk about uh, the, the main four sites for NBA DFS and, you know, a little strategy talk there as far as how the points are scored and, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, you know, a little bit of what type, what did they offer, all of that stuff. And then uh, the, the last two strategy shows we're going to do before we start breaking down the teams uh, tomorrow, Mike and I will hit again with uh, a huge amount of questions, probably number one amount of questions that we've been getting here uh, in the last couple of months, and that's contest selection and then the, the balance of playing cash versus GPP. So we'll have a full show tomorrow on that, no doubt about it. Then Andrew and I are going to hit Monday with uh, a consistent bankroll management uh, you know, policy that you can follow yourself and that we sort of follow as consistent as we can here at DFS Coach Talk. Now, we do, we will break it up because it changes based on the amount of your bankroll. So we're going to look at uh, really if somebody has $25 in their account, $250 or $2,500 because there is a variance of how that all works. So we'll we'll hit that on Monday. Uh, and then we're going to start a team-by-team team breakdown. We're going to do two teams per day uh, for the next 15 days of all of the, the NBA teams in the league. We're going to do a deep dive on you know, what is going on uh, right before this hiatus started, You know, who was injured, who's going to be coming back, what do we expect for uh, the guys when they come back, who's in a playoff race, uh, if they do uh, run a certain amount of games before they start the playoffs, we'll also mix in what the playoffs would look like if it just jumps directly to the playoffs. So we'll talk about that with each team. So this is certainly a time with all of this stuff is to take notes, uh, you know, to, to put some ideas down, jot some things down. Because, you know, it, we're probably, let's face it, we're probably a couple of months out from any sports. So rather than waste your time and then, you know, two days before it comes back, everybody's scrambling like a madman to, uh, you know, figure out what they want to play and who they're going to play. Cause it's going to be different when they come back. It's just, it is, it's that simple. Um, and you know, we want you to be the most prepared so that you're able to, uh, know your strategy going in, have a, a much better focus so, you know, I think as, as difficult as this is for everybody and as rough as it is, you know, like today would have been an unbelievable NCAA day. You know, Michael, how much does Absolutely. that hurt? Absolutely. It's uh, the whole not having March Madness is debilitating at this point. But, you know, again, it's just thinking about the bigger the bigger picture of everything. That's and, right. It's just, you know, part of it. If you play DFS, there's one thing you should be at this point is understanding. 
uh, of outside forces, of outside things that you cannot control. And at some point, you just got to take your hands off the wheel and let uh, let the best happen. You know, just take every precaution. And, and that's what uh, we're seeing every league do. So we should follow suit if we're seeing the leagues do it. Uh, that means no spring break. That means, you know, sitting inside. That means doing stuff that maybe you weren't able to get to. And you've been telling yourself that you were going to get to for the past three years, Coach. I know I have a list of probably about ten things on there that I've been telling my girlfriend. Yeah, I'll get to that, honey. I got that. I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. do that. So uh, I know, I know, I'm going to be using this time to touch up on some of my, some of my spreadsheets, some of the things I've, I've kind of accumulated over the years. Maybe my approach. Maybe look at some of my past performances over this year. I got plenty of time to do that. So it's a good time to self-reflect, gear up, and get ready for when it's back. And we're here to help you guys do that, like Coach said. So we have four sites and a lot to get to. Um, we have a lot of shows that we're going to get to. We have a lot of team shows that we're going to get to. We're going to have some guest shows that we're going to get to. Yes, we're excited uh, so we about a lot, that. A lot, on the, a lot on the front. Yeah, we've got a lot of uh, things, surprises we'll, we'll announce, uh, you know, when we get close to the breaking out of the shows. But we have some cool things and some special guests joining us for some of those. Uh, so that'll be a blast. Uh, you know, we want to keep that a secret so everybody has something to look forward to there but uh there's going to be some some pretty cool folks joining us for those that's for sure um all right so that goes over pretty much the landscape of what's coming uh you know and how we're going to go go through this and i know you know it's easy to get down in the dumps about this you know with having to wait and everything else but you know with everything else that you're successful at if you think about it there's a certain level of discipline that comes with it and you have to sort of, you know, follow that, those guidelines to do well with it. And, and DFS is the same. It's not, you know, if a lot, I guess a lot of people do treat it as something not that serious that they just do as a hobby and they throw a lineup in there and there's not a whole lot of thought process to it. We call those people fish and we love them. Come on in, swim in the water. We'd love to have you. But those of us that uh, are sharks that, yes, we love the sport. Yes, it's a hobby and it's fun, but we want to win. And, you know, we feel, you know, one of the reasons we started DFS Coach Talk is we, we have a, a, a real methodology and, and a little bit of secret sauce in there that, that we think uh, we can do this better than anybody else. And from the standpoint of, of uh, statistics, I mean, we're winning – uh, at a 75% number, which, you know, when you start getting in those mid 70s, you're going to turn some solid profit. So we want to keep building on this and just take off when uh, when sports gets back in. So anyway, that's that sort of a few things I wanted to mention. And uh, what we're going to do here is we, we are going to highlight the four main sites uh, that the people play on. Specifically, the first two being uh, DraftKings and FanDuel. Those are number one and two by a long shot. And then uh, really this, the third and fourth that we feel uh, get decent action are Fantasy Draft and Yahoo. So we're going to touch on those. Uh, I'll lead off with each one, sort of give you the scoring, uh, how the scoring works, because that's huge, because the scoring's different on each one. And then Mike's going to jump in 
and uh, let you know what the roster construction is as far as what positions you have to fill and then put a bunch of his wise uh, remarks in there. Uh, and I say wise in a very, very uh, soft way. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Buddy. No, I was, it's, it is very, uh, very soft wise. I mean, uh, at this point, I'm, I, like I said, I've been cooped up in my house for a few days where I'm starting to hallucinate and see basketballs dribbling around. Um, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to a ghost town court planning on maybe shooting it by myself in one of those like pathogen suits later. But I look at like Breaking Bad. But, I, I, you know, I got to get I got to get something. I can only play 2K so much, coach, before I lose my mind. I'll tell you, it's funny because I'm actually starting to dream about basketball. Now, that's scary when your subconscious is is dreaming of basketball. I don't know if any of you guys have been doing it, but there it's. It's fun. It's going to get old, but it's fun. They're they're showing all the old uh, college games and all the old NBA games, and man, does it bring bring back memories. Last night I watched the the 2006 finals uh, of the Heat and Mavericks when the Heat won that one, and I just it brought back those memories of the, you know those days. And my, my dad was was down here. He had retired. Uh, you know, I lost him uh, to cancer shortly after this. But one of my final fun memories with him is we went uh, to a playoff game of the Mavericks in the Western semis that year before they lost to the Heat in the final. So it just stirs up all those memories and, uh, you know, it makes you think of some of the things that were going. And then the obscure players. I forgot, like, the, remember when the Mavericks, they, so they had Lloyd Daniels in there. Uh, they had Jop, Eric Dampier. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> remember got, Dampier. Yeah, he they signed him to a big contract too. But they had Jet was on that team. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse, who was my yes. favorite Maverick at the time. So you know, if you have a chance to catch any of those old ones, they're they're a blast. And then uh, I think I retweeted they showed. Uh, the top 10 game winning shots of all the NCAA tournaments. And I remember every single one of them, man, from the Bryce Drew to Danny Ainge on down the line and just some amazing stuff. But I guess, you know, enjoy those things, reflect on those. You know, I watched some of that with my son who the, in the 2006 one, he doesn't remember because he was five. So, you know, just talking about some of the old players because he plays 2K. So he knows all the old guys and all that. And he has a basketball card. So to actually get to see some of those is pretty cool. So you can find ways to still keep basketball in your life. There's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. I can I can dive down in the archives. You, you bring up Dampier. It starts getting me to think about Brendan Haywood and yeah. some of these other guys that we threw in our front court over the years. But uh, we definitely had, we had a lot of bums. <laughs> yeah, a lot of bums. I say good moments in a, in a light way, but uh, definitely a, a lot that you can you can dive down to a rabbit hole, whether it's YouTube clips, looking on the NBA.com uh, archives. There's there's plenty yeah. to do, plenty of games to watch, whether it's college and enjoy it. Um, you know, you, you take for granted some of these players. I know I've been going through Twitter, kind of, you know, doing some of these fun games. I think one I did with the other day was if I had to build a, a starting five of my favorite players. So not the best players, but some of uh, right. just my favorite players. And what it would look like. And it, it was interesting. You know what I Kent, mean? So, Kent Bazemore. No. Yeah, yeah. Kent Bazemore. <laughs> should, I, I probably should have listed Kent Bazemore in there. No, but uh, I mean, some of the some of the guys are very household names that 
at their time, everybody probably knew. Um, and then there's some that where, hey, maybe if you never heard of these guys that I'm about to mention, I highly recommend maybe go look up one of their highlight reels because um, you know, you won't be disappointed. And, I, you know, at point guard, I had Jason Williams. I uh, love watching me oh, some yeah. white chalk. Yep. Yeah. He was big, in that game J. in 2006. He played for the Heat. You know, yep. Shaq and Alonzo Mourning were on that 2016. I have oh, forgotten yeah. that. Yeah. Let me fun fact for you. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal said that his favorite and the best point guard he ever played with was Jason Williams. So wow. uh, that's coming from a legend right there. I mean, granted, Shaq, uh, you know, he played he played next to some pretty solid point guards. A lot of them were two-way guards that he played next to. But I uh, had Baron Davis at shooting guard. I uh, loved. I was big, big Baron Davis guy. Loved my, loved me some yeah. Hollywood. Well, he uh, could dunk too, man, for a small oh, guy. Oh yeah, he, he could shoot. He, he had a great all-around game. It was just that he decided yeah. to pursue Hollywood a little too early. Uh, and then at small forward, it got cut short a little bit in his career. But one of my favorite players was Brandon Roy. I was a big Brandon Roy yeah. guy. Portland Trailblazers. Yep. Yeah, you probably could have slotted Ray Allen in there. I was a big Ray Allen guy too. Sean Kemp at power forward, and then some Dirk at center. We're going, we're going with the with the stretch five over here. So I got some Dirk at center because that's he's basically what drew me into the NBA. Uh, it started one of my yeah. passions, my love. So that was well, I'll my tell you, if five. There's ever run. any any question about Dirk being a goat, man? He was the goat in that 2006 series we were watching last night. He, I mean, you forget. That he was so good for so long, it's just mind-boggling that he played at that level for for so many years. Um, phenomenal, but uh, fun stuff, man. I yeah, I, I like going through all those things too. You know, it, it definitely brings back some memories. But you know, I, I going back to how I started this discussion is the discipline side. So yeah, that stuff's all fun, great, and do it, but. Let's let's focus on getting prepared to to crush this when when it comes back. So uh, let's understand every nuance. I mean, we all get caught up when things are going 100 miles an hour where we uh, try to have to or by not wanting to. But you just have to take a few shortcuts. But now we have a chance to hone in on all that. So this is that's part of this whole series. And, uh, you know. And let's make it pay off. We'll be happy that we did this when when hoops comes back. And we may even go into baseball and do similar with baseball if it does extend longer. But, you know, we'll be really happy that we did this than just, you know, uh, watching old stuff, uh, which isn't going to make us any money when we're going forward. So. All right, man. You and I could talk all day. We already know that. Oh, I do want to say one thing, though, because I have to brag because he can't defend himself is Andrew Hansen, you know, has uh, taken on this uh, NBA simulation thing they're doing and digging in. He went through all the rules for us and everything was really cool. But guess what, Mike? You beat him. I whipped his ass by (laughs) 33 points last night. So Andrew Hansen, if you're listening Keep doing that studying, buddy, because now I've won one, and I'm going to challenge you again tonight. I'll post it in our Discord, and uh, I think I'm looking for a little streak here against you to bust the the simulation specialist, Mr. Andrew Hansen. So there you go. Wanted to slide that in there. All right. How about the fact that DraftKings is the number one? Uh, DFS site in the world. It is uh, 
expanding into multiple markets and we're in the in talks with the Australian uh, guys uh, all the time uh, I do uh, once a week uh, Skype calls it's pretty cool Skyping somebody you know it's Sunday night here and it's Monday mid-morning there it's really weird uh, you know when when you're talking to folks out there but they're expanding everywhere uh, well they were until this all happened but they'll I'm sure they'll pick up right where they left off but they're uh, looking to do DraftKings uh, really uh, internationally and FanDuel hasn't stepped out of the really the United States box that much yet and Fantasy Draft and Yahoo have not either but DraftKings is starting to pop up in Australia and the NBA is huge there uh, and they, the guys were explaining to me that really the biggest reason is because of the crazy like half a day difference uh, in time, our games start when it's like 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon the next day there. So it's just something they can follow throughout the day and, and they have a lot of – they can view it and see it and, and that allows them to play a lot of DFS. So uh, And then DraftKings is also going to offer like Australian rules football – in some of the key sports over there that's a lot of that is yet to be announced and uh you know we're also talking about doing a uh a podcast where we'll we'll sort of mix international knowledge together where we'll speak on some of the nba stuff they'll speak on some of the australian rules football stuff because you'll be able to play that here in the states as well and we do not know much about that i know it's fun to watch. Have you ever watched Australian rules football, Mike? I've watched like uh, clips and highlights and things of that nature. Have I ever sat down and watched an entire game? No, I can I cannot say I have. So I'm definitely gonna be looking forward to hearing some of that information and getting some of that information uh, at at a peak peak value. It's um, it's a cool thing, man. I just watched it. It was on last night actually, and uh, it, it's funny because they it's sort of like rugby and football, a bunch of stuff mixed together. And they, you know, they get down the field, rough game. It's, it's an awesome game. And then the guy kicks it, and there's like these four poles. And it goes in between the poles, and then this dude runs out with his hat on, and he comes over, and he puts his fingers out, and he's like not raising his hands like a touchdown, but he like points the two uh, fingers forward. Like that's, you know points for that or whatever i have no idea but it is the coolest thing to watch and i'm gonna try to learn uh learn some stuff about it because you never know man it's you know this could end up being a really cool thing for for us at dfs coach talk too but you know if uh for those guys because this also will are they'll be listening to uh this our our australian fans and i'm sure they're going to make fun of me for the way i described australian world football but uh, we do have some of them that are members. So you guys that are listening to this, throw out some knowledge to us in our Discord and, uh, you know, let us start learning about a little Australian rules football. There's no better time than now to do that. And, you know, I also wanted to mention the last thing I promised, Michael, before we jump in, is go to DFSCoachTalk.com. Join the community. We have all of our memberships are frozen. So no one's losing a single minute of their membership time uh, until you can bet on DFS sports again. And when I say DFS sports, I mean the real sports, not this simulation or 
League of Legends or any of that baloney. When we get back to basketball and baseball and football, then then that's when the memberships will start. So if you do want to jump in now to get in into our Discord, which is a blast, uh, just go to our website. You can join in, and even if you join, you know, today again. The clock doesn't start tipping, uh, ticking on your membership until we get back to the game. But we're having a lot of fun in there. We've been, you know, putting a lot of, uh, posting a lot of different things, and, and it's a real blast. You know, if, also go to at uh, DFS Coach Talk is our main Twitter uh, handle. So go there. You can see all the stuff we're posting and some of our results before the stoppage. And then, you know, questions are so good right now. I mean, send everything to us. I'm incorporating a couple of the first ones into today's show. And, you know, this is the time to ask anything you want to know and you know, tweet it to us. I'm at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He is at M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And Andrew is at Language Olympic. So any questions you have, uh, DFS-wise at all, shoot them out to us, and uh, we'll include them on these shows. So I wanted to make sure everybody knew that, you know, just because we're in a hiatus, uh, some of this time, you know, we're having a lot of time uh, to kill, and we're having fun doing that in our Discord. So, okay, back to DraftKings. We got off track there a little bit, but it is exciting. I'm, you know, talking to them all the time, and really hoping we can uh, have DraftKings as one of our partner or main partners uh, going forward with DFS Coach Talk. So the NBA piece of DraftKings. First of all, uh, let me say this. They have the most contests. They have the most, uh, uh, if if you're specifically a GPP player or if you're a cash player, if you like to play heads up, my point is, whatever type of DFS NBA that you play, you're going to have the biggest selection at DraftKings. And they also do uh, slates. If you miss the early slate, they do a, a secondary slate. They'll do a later slate. They'll do each game a lot of times, heads-up games. So, um, you know, number one choice. For me, it's really tied. I like FanDuel just as much, and we'll talk about that and the reasons why. But I, I'm tied with FanDuel and DraftKings. Uh, I love them both. Those are the two I play about 90% of my uh, play on, and I know Mike Michael does too. Uh, but, you know, I like DraftKings points, uh, how they score for the NBA. So let me go through that, and then I'll turn it over to Michael to give us his entire look at this and uh, – and, uh, you know, uh, sort of break down how it goes. Okay, the scoring, uh, you get one point for one point. It's very simple. But you get a half point uh, bonus for a three-point shot made. So, you know, threes count as three and a half, basically. So that's that's one thing to, to keep in mind. Rebounds are 1.25. Uh, assists are 1.5. Steals are two. Blocks are two turnovers are minus a half a point and then here's a couple bonuses that are important to know uh specifically this one because it's very very attainable and that's the you get one and a half points for a double double and tons of guys get double doubles 
And that's something you want to really focus on. And then the triple-double, you get three points. I think it should be higher than that personally, but uh, that doesn't come into play that much, but it definitely can. So DraftKings is turned over to you, Michael. Give us your thoughts on it and the roster construction and, and some ideas that you have from there. Yeah, definitely. So DraftKings is the site that I first started playing back in back in the day, probably six or some odd years ago, uh, back when they used to just give you free money when you when you use the deposit code. So that's kind of how yep. I got into it. And I just kind of grew my bankroll ever since then. Um, but you touched on the major aspect. And one of the biggest differences being between the two main sites being FanDuel and DraftKings is turnovers and bonuses. So uh, on DraftKings, the minus half a point per turnover as opposed to FanDuel, where it's a full point minus a turnover. And then on DraftKings, we get those nice bonuses, uh, the double-double, triple-double. And you also get the three-point bonus. Um, yes. So point point five for the extra three point shot. So this definitely impacts a lot of my construction when I look at these uh, these simple things. You know, I, I start to gravitate towards the guys that are able to rack up double doubles more often than not and triple doubles yep. more often than not because it seems minuscule one and a half or three points. But those little bonuses are are difference makers and those could teeter on to taking down a tournament or finishing tenth or eleventh or twelfth place. No so doubt, I, especially I'm, if you roster two or three of those guys, right? Absolutely. And you can find guys like that. And that's sometimes I take that into account when I'm building some of my uh, my GPP lineups is some of those guys that are necessarily cheaper, who are a little bit more boom and bust, but their boom could be a triple double. So I, I do look at those guys, you know, over the years, uh, there are several players who kind of fit that that mold. Um, you know, I can speak of like in past times, like Tony Roten, for instance, he's a guy that was always dirt cheap, uh, when wow. he was starting for the You're 76ers. Going way back, oh dude. yeah. But he's a walking triple double. I mean, you can look at, I can even go even further back than that and talk about a guy like Nicholas Batum when he's in his prime, when he was playing for yeah. Portland, you know, he's a guy that is, his boom is he was able to rack up assists, steals, blocks, uh, points and do a little bit of everything. Um, but he was never like a LeBron type price tag or a Luka Doncic type price tag for those guys who more or less put those those types of numbers up on every any given night. So I, I take a lot of that into account when I'm building my, my GPPs. Another thing I look at is their actual roster construction. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. on, if we're looking over on DraftKings, uh, we know we need a, a point guard, a shooting guard, a small forward, a power forward, a center, a guard, a forward, and then a utility. But one thing that I want to uh, touch on with DraftKings is their position flexibility. So they have more flexibility perhaps than any other site when you talk about daily fantasy sports and the ability to put a guy that's, you know, actually playing, you know, power forward, maybe at small forward, like a guy like Juancho Hernan Gomez. Or you're getting a guy uh, that is small forward eligibility playing point guard like uh, Luka Doncic. Uh, LeBron James, guys like that. So there's a way to mix and match. And I think that's why if you look on a site like DraftKings, you see more sharks as opposed to fish. It's a lot harder to cash on DraftKings because you need to put more time into it. You need to sit there and you need to finagle with your lineup and making sure that you get the best possible construction because there's so many different ways and a lot more multitude of ways that you can finish with a high scoring lineup as opposed to on on a site like FanDuel where it's, it's not, I wouldn't say it's cut and dry, but you basically yeah. want to have the best point per dollar for those positions. There's not much flexibility. You know you need two point guards. You know you need two shooting guards. On DraftKings, you can secretly get five centers in there because some of them are power forward or smaller forward eligibility and right. mix and match in there. So those are the big differences I notice on DraftKings that I take into account. Um, I know I, I generally try to get two centers often on, on DraftKings just because that double-double bonus, I want to try to capitalize on that double-double bonus. I also look for more stretch centers. 
just because mm-hmm. I know I can capitalize on that bonus. I can also capitalize on the three-point bonus, and I can minimize my mistakes on the turnovers necessarily. And I know that those big guys are not <clears throat> necessarily – uh, looking to pass and looking to handle the ball as much, so their turnovers are likely to be a little bit lower than as a guy like you know Trey Young and Luca and all these other high high priority guards that we look at. So um, that's, that's pretty point. much what I got for you as far as draftings and, and and kind of my approach as far as construction. And then uh, I, I guess you know you're you're not necessarily I guess value diving as much on draftings as opposed to FanDuel, where I find myself punting positions a little bit more. Um, I just look to build the best overall lineup. Um, you know, and we'll, you know, there's a lot of other factors that go into this, which we'll get into in other shows as far as ownership and other things. So I don't want to take too much time. I know that we've already been kind of uh, grinding through this this episode. It's already going to be a long one. Uh, yeah. And I know due to our, our actual red circle stipulations, Coach, we we may have to, depending on time, you're going to have to let us know, two-part this because yeah. it, lim- it limits what we're allowed to put up there at one time. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it at that, I think for DK and, uh, you know, let me know what you got over there as far as, uh, points and scoring on FanDuel. Yes. And, you know, um, I did upgrade us to the max and everything now. So in our converter from MP3 to MP4, and I, I, I was going to mention this to you, we're having, uh, a staff meeting in our discord coaches, uh, chat room tomorrow night. But I did upgrade like everywhere I could. It was sort of expensive, which is a bummer. But we can generally get away with like an hour and 30 to hour and 45 minute show. Now, not that we're going to do that on on a regular basis by any stretch. But in cases like this where we do go a little long with which everybody knows, Michael, when it's you and I, we always go long. It's just natural. But uh, so we, we do have a little capabilities. It's not as stringent to that one hour as it used to be. So that's a good thing. All right. Um, great points about uh, DraftKings. I think that really, you know, the a couple of the point bonuses are important. And certainly, the as you described very well, the the uh, flexibility on players in the positionality piece. So that takes us to FanDuel. I've, I've had a better year on FanDuel than anywhere else and really enjoying playing it. And it's, it's cut and dry in positions. They don't have crossover positions. A guy is eligible at the position, one position only. And what it does is it really does allow you, as Mike alluded to, you know, find a few bargains at a few of the positions because you have to uh, and he'll go through your rostering two at every position, one center. <clears throat> it does give you a chance to, to get more uh, balanced lineups. If you can find some value, which usually it opens up on every slate, uh, then it really, you know, it gives you the opportunity to build some real powerful lineups. So, you know, I'm I'm big on. Uh, the larger slates, and I think FanDuel just plays right into large slates like that. You know, only time FanDuel is a little tougher is when it's like a three-game slate because with no positionality uh, flexibility whatsoever, you get a lot of people playing the same guys. Like, for some reason on FanDuel, a lot the small forward position stinks if it's a a small card. And so, you know, you, you may have... Brandon Ingram there and then a, a bunch of schmucks sort of after that. So, you know, like everybody's going to have Brandon Ingram, you know, that kind of thing. So there is a little bit, 
it's it's a little bit tougher when you have the smaller cards. But for the bigger cards, I think it's great because you can. I made lineups this year with. I had one lineup with Harden, uh, LeBron, and AD, and I was able to make it work because of the value. So, you know, there are ways you can do it, and uh, it's it's great. Here's how the points go. Three points regular for a three-point field goal, two points for two-pointers, and a free throw is one point. So there's no differences there. Uh, threes, you're not getting a bonus or anything like that. It's just points for points. Rebounds, it's 1.2. Assists, it's 1.5. Blocks and steals are more important. You get three points for a block and three points for a steal. So, uh, you know, those two things are what I like to look at. I love those guys that can grab you three or four blocks in the midst of anything. You know, like Porzingis, a couple times I rostered him. You know, he, he has five, six blocks, and then all of a sudden you're talking 15, 18 extra fantasy points on top of his regular production. Uh, turnovers are more of a, a negative, though. It's minus one. So, you know, there are times when you roster guys like Trey Young and he has one of his nine turnover games, um, and it takes three threes to eliminate those, and you're not getting a bonus for the three-pointers. So, you know, where Trey Young is a little bit more valuable on a DraftKings and FanDuel, you know, that's the kind of example that you have to use there. So that's, in essence, the point structure for FanDuel. I like it. It's cut and dry. I like playing guys that aren't just scoring dependent, that can do a little bit of everything. You know, uh, stocks is my favorite category. That's a combination of steals and blocks. You give me a guy that, you know, is going to score 12 points and get five rebounds, you think, well, that's terrible. Not if he's going to have 10 stocks on top of that. Then you're talking about a monster value play. So I think that's why I have favored Fandle a little bit in my playing this year. They don't have quite as many contests, but they do have some really sound, like if you if you don't play the 70 Eastern games, they have a 7.30 uh, after hours, they call it. And then if there are late games, those 10 o'clock Eastern games, they'll have uh, late night It's is what they call those late tournaments. So you can get in, you know, you can play three major uh, events uh, each night with, with them, which is sort of cool, too. And you still can get your, your multipliers, your 50-50s, and your heads up. So I'm, I'm a big FanDuel fan, Mike. Yeah, no, I know. And you kind of got me uh, turned on to it a little bit over the past year and a half, two years. So um, I started getting a little bit more involved in the FanDuel side. And the biggest thing I noticed with the with FanDuel is it seems like it's definitely a little bit easier as far as it is with cash. Um, I just mm-hmm. know this because a big a big factor when we take into consideration between cash and GPP is position ownership and player ownership and things of that nature. And when I look at a site like FanDuel, um, you know, you're able to get a lot more of those studs. You can do that stars and scrubs approach on, on cash so much more often than not and feel safe yeah. and comfortable with it. Uh, knowing that you can just spend down at two of those guys, or maybe it's that small forward and you're spending up and you're playing like LeBron and Brandon Ingram or something like that of that nature. But there's you, you can feel a lot safer as far as that goes. Whereas on a, a site like uh, DK, when you're looking at you know cash, there's sometimes these guys with so much position flexibility and eligibility that you get a lot of these mid-tier guys, uh, especially like I said in the GPPs where 
you get guys like Miles Bridges and these guys that are such low ownership because there's not so much appealing to them. Uh, but because of the flexibility, the eligibility, the the roster construction, you're able to play these guys, uh, take down tournaments more often than not uh, with a guy that is going to be end up being like four to five percent owned. So I yeah. um, Fanduel, I noticed that, that that's what I'm, I'm I'm looking at the most is going to be the eligibility, the flexibility, uh, only being able to play one center. It kind of it kind of makes it tough to look at those guys that you're looking at. You're like you know necessarily like your Jokic's because you have to spend up on them. One, yeah. you're not getting those bonuses that you would get on DK like your triple double, your double double bonuses. You're getting a more uh, of a, of an impact when you're talking about a guy like Jokic who handles the ball a lot. Turnovers are more on Fanduel, so it almost seems like a lot of the times. Uh, a, a profitable roster construction build necessarily for cash, and this is in every circumstance, might be to spend on a mid-tier center or a low-tier center, I suppose, because you don't have to worry about that bonus. You don't have to worry about all that stuff necessarily. You just need to get right. raw points out of them. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and I'll tell you, I have heard that from a lot of people. You know, I'm generally a cash player, but I, you know, we preach and, and I practice what I preach is a balance of playing cash and gpp we think to to maximize what you're doing uh is a combination of the two uh to build a bankroll and we'll get into that in these next couple of shows but you know for the majority of my play my larger uh you know the larger plays the higher percentage of of what i'm playing each night is cash and with Mike and Andrew, they're more on the GPP side, but I have heard from a lot of people that fantasy draft is more conducive to cash players and DraftKings is a little bit more uh, conducive for uh, GPP players. And I think you said, you know, sorry to cut you off. You said fantasy draft. I think you meant to say FanDuel right there. I meant to say so just, FanDuel. Yeah, just yeah, so people I already have confused. fantasy draft up on my screen because they're next. I said that wrong. So you're right. FanDuel more conducive to cash and DraftKings more conducive to gpp that's that's what i was trying to say so good catch there but yes you're and i think that you know that isn't like cut in stone where you say you know you play one over the other because of that but just to know that that's a slight edge there uh from one or the other is a good thing to know all right man let's hit uh, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on these other two i mean for me they're about 10 or 15 percent of what I play on a given night, more cl- you know, usually more like 10. Uh, right now, I've I've really been uh, almost 50 percent uh, FanDuel, 40 percent DraftKings, 5 percent Fantasy Draft, and 5 percent Yahoo. That was sort of my mix each night. Uh, and you know, Fantasy Draft and Yahoo are completely different. Fantasy Draft is is uh, sort of positionless, and it, and some people love that, and it's fun. You just have to play. Uh, and I'm stealing your thunder here, but you can comment on it as well. But with playing just three guards, three forward center, and two utility, I mean, you can make a lineup with three point guards and five centers with no problem at all. Uh, you know, stuff like that. So it gives you huge amount of flexibility. Uh, they usually mimic the pricing of DraftKings, so you can pretty much expect very similar pricing. You know, DraftKings and FanDuel will have a lot of prices way different, a, a little bit different. They're all over the board. But Fantasy Drafts follows, follows in the footsteps of DraftKings as far as the pricing goes. And then the scoring is a lot different on Fantasy Draft. You get uh, one point for each point scored. You do get a half point bonus for threes. 
Uh, assists are one and a half, rebounds 1.25. You only get two for steals, two for blocks, minus a half for turnovers. Double-double bonus of 1.5 and a triple bonus uh, bonus of three. So that's almost exactly uh, like DraftKings to, to some point, isn't it? Is there much? What's the what's the main difference there? The the main there's no real difference in the scoring. I mean, the major difference when you look at the two actual platforms, yeah, is, is, yes, it's positionality and it's also the fact that uh, we'll get into this, I guess, a little bit more on another show. But it's gonna be contest selection. Just I guess that's what it would fall into for fantasy draft with a lot of the rake free gaming that they have available. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of what is the allure over there in fantasy draft that kind of separates them from DraftKings. And the negative is the contest sizes. There's not as many big of those uh, those awesome, fun, huge contests no. where you can win hundreds of thousands of dollars and things of that nature. But, um, yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It, it's going to be it's going to be the structure of your lineup, the, the amount of, you know, basically centers you can get. And I think that's a large strategy that you have to take into take into account when you're uh, when you're looking at this kind of thing is it's the fact that. You can play all these centers, and you can capitalize on getting the bonuses. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read something real quick, Coach, um, and it's a fun stat I like to consider when I'm building a lot of my fantasy draft lineups. And it's just taking a look at this season, and you can do this pretty much for almost any season over the past, you know, some odd 15, 20 years, and probably get very similar results. And it's the amount of the players in that are in the top 20 and double doubles on the season who are guards and who are you know forwards or centers. So when you mm-hmm. look at the top 20. There's only four players in that top 20 that are actual guards who uh, who have considered the most double-doubles. So the most double-doubles this season, for instance, Giannis uh, is number one with 52 double-doubles. And on the lowest perspective, it's Carl Anthony Towns with 24, but obviously he's only played 35 games. So the four guards that fall in there, Trey Young, uh, who has 28 double-doubles in 68 games. Ben Simmons, who's technically, uh, you know, looking at DraftKings, also forward eligible, though. Uh, He has 30 double-doubles in 54 games. Doncic has 34 double-doubles in 54 games. LeBron James has 42 doubles in 60 games. So those are all the guard-eligible players, considering their double-doubles. Every single other player is a forward or a center. We're talking Hassan Whiteside is number two. Damanis Sabonis, number three. Drummond, number four. Gobert, number five. Bam, number seven. Tied with Jokic, number nine. Is uh, Vucevic, you know, tied with Luca is Embiid at number ten. Jonas, Randall, Capella. It, it just goes on. So that's nice. one thing I like to stress on when you're looking at fantasy draft is how important it is to take it in account of these guys who get these double doubles. Yes, when you want to look at the triple doubles, you're going to look at those four guys I said, but you're also looking at the turnovers in there as well. So I think, especially from a cash perspective, the best thing you can do in fantasy draft is to capitalize on these guys, these bigs who get the double doubles, load up on them, spend down at guard. Yeah, no, I agree with you, man. And, you know, the, the problem, the only problem you'll run into with fantasy draft and Yahoo is just there's not much of a selection of uh, games. And you can't, uh, once lock happens, it's over. They don't offer additional games at fantasy draft and Yahoo. It's just a one shot deal. So that's, you know, the appeal, they're much, much smaller. And, you know, but there are spots, you can pick some spots and, and hit some good things. There's no question about it. Uh, but uh, certainly worth playing. It's and it's fun. Uh, but uh, if, you know, for the real players, and I think you know our members and our community, you know, are going to focus mainly on FanDuel and DraftKings. But a little fantasy draft is fun. And let's touch on Yahoo too, because it's the the cool thing with Yahoo is the cheapest price on guys is ten bucks. So. 
they have an odd scale. Like you'll have Luca, the highest price guy on a slate, maybe $53. And then you'll have a whole bunch of $10 guys on the other end of the spectrum. So your build, your build there is just way, way different than uh, you would on any other site. And they do have some lower uh, rake uh, situations where you can get in. They have some no rate contests, which are fun. So uh, there, there is some some fun and flexibility there. Their their scoring is pretty simple. Uh, it's just it's very standard, uh, where you get 1.2 points for rebounds, 1.5 for assists, three for steals and blocks, and you know a point is a point. There's no bonuses for threes. And you lose one full point for turnover. So it's a pretty cut and dry, uh, you know, way they do it. And they do have flexibility with guys in positions uh, similar to the way DraftKings does. But it's just, you know, it's a different look. So it, that brings me to the point, though, before I turn the Yahoo part over to you, is really the, the most important thing uh also that we haven't talked about yet and i want to save it into the end so we could point it out is uh late swap because that has made a big difference in the league you know this year we were supposed to get a lot better with these the lineups have to be out 30 minutes before and etc etc but you know there has been multiple occasions and we'll use anthony davis for the example because he's usually the guy you know if it's a late game and he's 50 50 questionable you know, if you play FanDuel or you play um, draft uh, fantasy draft, those two sites, you cannot late swap. So, you know, you can't really roll out uh, really an Anthony Davis. And, and it, you can, but if you take a zero, you're dead. So, you know, in those two, you cannot. Whereas on DraftKings and Yahoo!, you can late swap. And that's huge because the West Coast players, if there is a question or somebody gets scratched, you know, it can blow up your your uh, FanDuel or fantasy draft lineup. Whereas, you know, if you have to take out a Jason Tatum and put in a Jalen Brown because somebody's sitting on their West Coast run, you can make those changes on DraftKings and Yahoo. So that's important to know uh, because, you know, it, it – if, if you really, there are times, you know, I say I play uh, FanDuel a little more than DraftKings, but there, where there are nights, there's a lot of late games and there's a lot of questionable guys. I will shift and play more on DraftKings that night for that particular reason. And if you structure your lineup where you know that, you know, let's say two guys are questionable, uh, Tobias Harris and Anthony Davis, and they're in the latest game. Then I try to roster two guys. Uh, you know, if I roster those two guys, then I'm already considering who will I put in for those two guys. Does it make sense to do that? Because if you if you can't, you know, if they get uh, ruled out, you have to have reasonable guys to put in there. So I won't roster like a LeBron James on my first roster if I'm doing that, and I'll save him in case Davis gets knocked out. And then I'll put LeBron in for him because it's similar pricing. You can, you know, because you don't want to take a your big guy out and put a real cheap guy in. So you got to strategize that. You can also do that on Yahoo too, and uh, that makes a big difference. Now, for all, you know, for all of us that do 
a tremendous amount of uh, work going into these five, six hours of preparation minimum, we pretty much know who's going to play and who's not. Now, there's always one or two surprises, you know, every month. There's one or two that you just can't avoid it. You know, he was warming up and all of a sudden, you know, he ended up, uh, his hamstring was tight. You know, you know, you can't blame anybody for that. It happens. So that that variance, though, it can work for you or against you. I've had it go both ways. And when it's against you, you you're furious. When it's for you, it's fantastic. So you just sort of got to roll with that. But I wanted to mention that because that's a huge stri- strategic part of when you're building these lineups and how you're doing it. So do you want to comment on Yahoo and, and anything else uh, with the four sites and the difference uh, between them? No, I mean, just you pretty much hit a lot of the nails on the head for Yahoo. I think the, you know, the very, the biggest difference is almost like in, in the same way and same breath, it's similarities. It's the constructions, the exact same thing as DraftKings as far as positions, point guard, shooting guard, guard, uh, small forward, power forward, forward, center utility. Um, but then you look at the scoring and that's very similar to uh, FanDuel's. So it's like right. a combination of the two. When you look at them, it's very, very, uh, you know, I guess friendly oriented. I know that they offer some some rake free contests over there once in a while. So we, we'll touch on that when we get to that segment as well. Um, <clears throat> but it's just taking the, the advice that we gave for both of those major platforms and kind of combining them in a way and uh, using that approach for Yahoo. Uh, I, I would say, and, and I would say another thing that we could touch on with Yahoo, and I think I might have, I might have, I apologize if you did speak on this, and I'm kind of just, uh, you know, zoned out for a second, but no. is that the, the, is the pricing discrepancy on Yahoo? We generally, and the same thing can be said for fantasy drafts, because they're a little bit lower scale, uh, they don't put as much force into adjusting players' pricing right away. Right, so you, you generally get some get this, big bonuses. Oh, definitely, guys. yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you see a lot of guys that are minimum per salary where if you go over there on a, on, on a site like FanDuel or DraftKings, they're generally, you know, priced up to maybe like 5K, let's say, on uh, on both sites. Um, they might still be minimum salary or something over there on Fantasy Draft or Yahoo. So keeping an eye on those player pools. Don't just go around assuming a guy's priced up just because he's been playing well and that you just don't want to play him. Make sure you take a good look because uh, you'd be surprised finding some of the price tags of some of those players. Yeah, there's there's no question about it. No question, my man. Okay, let's let's go to the last point I wanted to make. And it's also important because, you know, if you have a fairly, you know, mid to, to decent sized bankroll that you're playing with, let's touch on rake because people just don't even really think about it. They don't even really concern themselves with it. But if you're pay, playing a decent amount of money, uh, you need to know what those what those rakes are and uh you know where they stand as far as their competition and when you do have those contests where they'll say reduced rake or you know 50 percent reduced rake or sometimes they'll even offer no rake you know jump on those because rake is is big man i mean it it's it can you know people don't realize that you know you have to factor that into whether you win or lose it's not like you're you're betting seventy dollars to win seventy dollars. They're gonna take their rake. And here's here's some of the updated rake numbers just to give you an idea at the different contests. It's different in each one. Uh, like in head to heads, for example, on FanDuel, it's ten percent. It's ten percent on DraftKings, uh, Fantasy Draft, 
Um, and Yahoo, it's uh, 1% lower. So nothing drastic there. But then when you look at some of the other contests, you know, uh, when you're, you're talking the high buy-in levels, just to give you an example, you know, because it's such a high buy-in, it, the rake's still huge. I mean, it's 6.5% on FanDuel's, and that's a $535 buy-in. So think about how much money they're taking in on rake. It's, it's like outrageous. It, it's hard to believe. Uh, DraftKings is 5.66. Uh, same thing uh, uh, with uh, Fantasy Draft. So, and Yahoo's at seven, but they do offer a lot of reduced rake ones. So then, and then you've got a similar. Let's look at like the uh, the rake for a couple of GPPs uh, in the industry. Uh, let's look at like the $25 buy-in level. If you're playing like a single entry buy-in on FanDuel, it's 10.31% of the rake. So that's that's substantial. Um, on DraftKings, it's 12.51. So, you know, look at the different contests. You can easily Google uh, rotor, uh, you know, a DFS rake comparisons, and it shows you all the different uh, places you can play and what those rake numbers are. And they vary by, you know, by the size of the contest because, you know, those mid-level $25 single entries are super popular. You get stung a little bit more in those, at, you know, with the 12 and 10 percent numbers. Whereas, you know, if you play in a little bit of the higher level contests, you're more in the seven to nine percent uh, on those uh, GPPs as well. So, you know, I wanted to mention it because you're going to see basically from six to 12 and a half percent be the the rake variance in different contests on those four sites but it's something to know because you know we as we recommend you do every day is you mark down how much you played on each site and how much you finished up with on that site that night and then in doing that also factoring in uh, the rake. You can also sign up. There are some websites that track your performance. Uh, they rank you, and they also uh, follow up, show you how much rake is there. Now, I will say this. The one thing that's changed with all those numbers that I just gave you, it changed about three months ago. Uh, Fantasy Draft uh, is trying something completely different. They've removed all of those rate numbers, and they're charging you uh, a membership fee to join in order to play those games. And you can you can purchase four different levels. But the, the, here's the best part about it. The reason I didn't start with that on Fantasy Draft is basically what they did is they took the numbers that I just told you and factored it into what it would be on the membership side. So they really didn't change their rake. It's still about the same, maybe just a half a percent lower, but they they rolled it in just to a different concept of paying a membership fee. And some people like it, some people don't, uh, but I'm here to tell you it's, it's basically the same as what we just shared with you. And you're basically gonna always pay between that six and a half to 12%. Big, big range there. Uh, but, you know, something to keep an eye on. And that information is available on all of the sites. You know, people don't ever take the time really to look at those. 
But, uh, you know, I've been swayed a few times to play like a $40 event instead of a 25, which is probably what they want you to do to pay more. But, you know, if it's 5% less on the rake, then, you know, that entices me. So something to keep in mind, Michael, is, is that something that swayed you at all in the past? Absolutely. I mean, if if you were to make a bet just with your good buddy and he said that, uh, you know, let, let's make a twenty dollar bet. But, you know, if, if regardless if I win or lose, uh, I'm keeping 15 of it uh, or five of it. My my uh, my decision would definitely be swayed. So uh, yeah. it's something to keep in mind. And rake is is something that we need to consider on every single platform that we're playing. And that's kind of I mean, it just goes to show you sites like Fantasy Draft. They're able to say, you know, relatively relevant is because of offering rake free um, availability on their contest. Same thing with Yahoo. So um, I think it's something that we're going to see comes into the forefront uh, sooner rather than later when it comes to these bigger platform sites, when some of these other smaller ones are starting to build. And um, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of touched on a little bit of everything right there. I don't think much more can I, I can even say to touch that. You did a great job. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, I'm trying to think anything else. Uh, I did incorporate those questions in earlier. Um, you know, hopefully this gives you a little bit better look, maybe some things you didn't think of before and, and a few of the differences, certainly uh, something to notate because all of us have, you know, gravitate towards certain positions or players or, you know, we know who usually does well for us. And some of those can fall under the guidelines of, uh, you know, I like, like I say, I like steals and blocks. I like guys that can do that. So, you know, I want to go to the sites that are going to, uh, you know, pay or give more points to those particular site, uh, statistics. So good stuff, man. Uh, any Anything else? Uh, you know, one other thing, I don't want to forget to do this because, you know, of course, with this whole entire coronavirus thing we're all going through, people forget that. You know, we didn't lose Kobe that long ago, and he has a wonder. Uh, his wife set up a wonderful uh, fund for the families of the survivors, and it's Mamba on three dot org, M A M B A O N T H R E E dot org. And you know, I think a lot of people were contributing to the, that fund, which you know is a great cause. But with everything that's going on in the world, you know, that sort of has gotten shuffled to the back page now. But we're going to continue to mention it. We we said we were, uh, you know, part of the reason we launched DFS Coach Talk was just embracing the mob mentality and just going for it and getting out there and doing it. And so, you know, we want to honor him by mentioning that on our podcasts through the remaining NBA season, which now may go until Christmas. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're going to be there and we're going to mention it. So, any closing thoughts, my friend? No, uh, I think we we did a pretty good job covering a lot of this stuff, Coach. So I think uh, I think our listeners will take a little bit of something from this and probably take another look at which sites they're playing on. And, um, you know, if you guys have any other questions, feel free to shoot them at us. We have nothing to do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, jump on DFSCoachTalk.com, sign up, join the team, get in our Discord, I, I, I'm throwing out the gauntlet challenge on the simulation game tonight. I already built my lineups. We we were going to go on a little earlier, and Mr. Apatria's computer decided to do an Apple update, and so we had a little time, and I put together what I think is just a badass simulated lineup. So the gauntlet is thrown down, 
to you and Andrew to see if you can beat me. I will post that in our Discord. All right, I may, maybe I'll take a stab at it. I haven't been messing around too much, but I know you guys have been crushing it. And, yeah, again, big shout-out to Andrew um, really diving into this and taking a deep dive, doing some of the research that others uh, either don't know how or just aren't willing to do to get that little edge. Even if it's in a free contest or one that you can win a couple pennies or a couple bucks, it's an yeah. edge, man. Hey, you. Andrew took down five cents the other day. And, you know, my advice to him, don't spend it in one place, you know. <laughs> spread it out don't double up or anything but yeah. uh i i did beat him even you know even though i beat him badly last night i still didn't even cash for the five cents i was bitter but uh tonight <laughs> i think maybe we're you know i'm so confident in this lineup i might bring home a dime and i don't mean a thousand bucks for those that gamble i mean literally 10 cents <laughs> it's gonna be a big 10 cents Hey, that's right, man. That's uh, you know, it all counts. Every 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 penny counts, buddy. All right. Well, listen. We thank you all for for uh, joining us. Hopefully, uh, you find this time that we're using to to really dig in here as a real helpful uh, you know to the overall uh, impact we want to have when sports get back in there. So stick with us. You can listen to us seven days a week. We promised you we'd be here. Uh, we can't say anymore that we're going to be here through the summer league is going to not be there, which just makes me also cry. Okay, I'm not going to be negative, but I want to go there in July again. But, uh, you know, we can't say we're going to be there through some of those things because they may be pushed back. But when they are happening again, no matter when it is, we're going to be there and we're going to be podcasting and we're going to be playing and we're going to be having fun with it. So hang in there, everybody. Continue to uh, self-isolate. Let's knock this out as faster than anybody thought we could so that we can get back to what we love, and that's sports and DFS. So for my fellow pros, Andrew Hansen and my man, Micah Patria, I am Coach. We will catch you again tomorrow as we prepare to crush it in NBA DFS. Take care, guys. Up and down the court, just like I'm the king on the microphone. So it's Dr. J and Moses Malone. I like slam dunks and taking it to the home.